I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. It is grand final day, how bloody good. And we have got our second installment of Coach's Clipboard for Brad Arthur. We said we'd drop it yesterday, we had a few drinks during the day and just was not feeling up for it. So we thought we'd get up and make it fresh this morning for you guys. This is part two of our Coach's Clipboard for Brad Arthur. We dropped part one yesterday and then the day before that we had part one and part two for Ivan Cleary. I might merge them all together for a podcast a little bit later today if you want to tune into all of them on the trot but this is part two just a reminder two guys uh we did do a grand final trivia 25 pretty tough questions if you want to test yourself it is the podcast before this one the 25 questions are there and then at midday today we'll be putting out the 25 answers on the podcast a really good trivia if you want to get your mates into it send the link of the previous podcast to them go one to 25 see how you go it'll really really test yourself looking forward to seeing how you guys went with that one but let's get stuck into coach's clipboard for the 2022 NRL grand final of the great Brad Arthur looking to win his first premiership in his first NRL grand final taking on the might of the Penrith Panthers we did do part one yesterday as we said worth going back and having a listen to that one things we spoke about there kick pressure on Nathan Cleary making Penrith uncomfortable and not letting Isaiah Yo dictate terms if you want some extra some more details go back to that previous podcast from yesterday but let's have a look at page two the next three points that I believe Brad Arthur will have on his clipboard heading into this blockbuster game the biggest game of his career and probably the biggest game of all of his players careers as well only a few of them have featured in the grand final before Ryan Madison and Bailey Simonson uh, but I think this will be big up for both of them as they were both interchange players in that game. Now they are proper solid role players in this team. All right, let's have a look. The first point that I've got here on page two is kick to Brian's corner. Brian Toto obviously playing for the Penrith Panthers. He is the best player coming out of his own end in rugby league. Has been for the last few years. So is probably starting to push him a little bit, but I still think it is Brian Toto by far and away. He gets through an incredible amount of work. I'll read it to you now. Taylor May is a huge loss for Penrith. Coming out of his own end, he is incredible. This isn't the strongest aspect of Staines' game. I'd be kicking a Toto with a big emphasis on kick chase. Control him and then give really tough carry to Staines and Edward. It's about limiting momentum, not meters. We saw the Bunnies really go after Staines last week. He was pretty solid though. 
to be fair. And we spoke about this in last week's coaches clipboard as well as one of our points that we would be kicking to Brian Toto. I think you saw uh, the Bunnies do that quite a bit, and I think it's quite smart. You want to kick to Brian Toto. You want to put it sort of in a, a bit of an awkward spot so he doesn't get a heap of momentum behind him. But you want to lead the click kick chase. You want to umbrella him in. He's not one to get the ball and throw it 25 metres infield like you've seen Gutho uh, do a couple of times and Wonga Blake capable of doing as well. He will just go straight and forward, and that's where if you can umbrella him, I think you can put him in a pretty decent little spot. With a lot of their kicks, especially your ones from you know, halfway and whatnot, I'd be giving away five or six metres of distance just to make sure that as soon, as soon as Brian gets it, he's put down and they've got no momentum behind them and you're able to really set your defence. I think it'll really test Mitch Moses and his kicking game. It's not just about kicking the living shit out of the ball and, and, and turning your, your wingers around every time. Sometimes it's about just limiting their momentum and slowing them down on that first tackle. If you kick it over Brian Toto's head and he gets it with 20 metres to take you on, he's going to cause a bit of damage. But for me, I think kicking to Brian Toto is the smart play. You then want to force uh, Charlie Staines and Dylan Edwards to come out of a corner. You can umbrella your defense and make life very hard for them. Once again, neither of those guys are fellas that are going to spread the ball coming out of their own ends as far as we've seen so far this season. Especially Charlie Staines. You saw what the Rabbitohs did to him last week. They, they, they'd always try and give it to Brian Toto in a corner. Then they get Charlie Staines taking that tough hit up on first and tackle. And look, to be fair, a year ago when Charlie Staines was taking those, he was getting absolutely bullied and pushed back every single time. I thought against the Bunnies, he really aimed up, but he still is the weaker link as far as coming out of their own end. So that would be my game plan: kick it to Brian Toto, make him sit after that, you know, one or you know, one, one to five meters that hopefully he'll be able to get, and then all of a sudden you can umbrella your defense and keep Dill Edwards and Charlie Staines to low meterage. That would be my game plan. I'd be very, very surprised if Mitch Moses isn't thinking down a similar path because Brian Toto is just simply too good on his kick returns. But more importantly, sorry, not, not his kick returns, he is simply too good on that first and second tackle. He will generate a lot of momentum. Now, the next point that I think Brad Arthur will really focus on, and I honestly think that how they handled this could decide this grand final, and it's Viliami Kikau's edge. Now, obviously, on the other side, the Penrith Panthers are stacked. Stephen Crichton, uh, you'll have Charlie Staines over there. I'm pretty sure that they'll keep him on that wing. Uh, and then you'll have Liam Martin, Nathan Cleary, unbelievable. But over the other side, you've obviously got Isaac Tungo, Brian To'o. Um, you've got Viliami Kikau, Jerome Luai. They are absolutely stacked. And I think Kikau is going to be the key guy. He's sort of the Jenga guy. If you can stop him, I think you can really limit that entire edge. Because we know that Jerome Luai, he does rely on having that big body there. And he has relied on that for the last two or three years, which as he should as a ball player. But the other thing he's relied on is the ball playing of Viliami Kikau. And this is where he can really kill you. Isaac Tungo, he runs one of the best lines in rugby league. For a guy in his first season of first grade, it's fucking incredible how he just gets it right every single time. And this is the scariest thing about kick out. It used to be a couple of years ago he could run over the top of you, um, which you know, which made him really hard to handle. But now he can run over the top of you, or he can beat you with ball playing because he's learned the perfect shapes and the perfect spots to put his big body. And he's got these incredibly soft hands that I really do think the Penrith Panthers are going to miss next season. So kick out, I think he's going to be key. A couple of weeks ago when they took on this Parramatta Eels side, obviously Wonga Blake he had a pretty tough night under the high ball, but they did catch him out on a couple of occasions. Kick out just didn't 
quite get it right. Charlie Staines on that left wing, he will be featuring as an anytime try scorer in my bets to, to, for this game today. Uh, and I, I like him down that side. And I think Kikau, I think he sets up a try in this game at some point. I've just got a feeling they are going to be able to catch them out. I think that they would have done a lot of tape on the last time they played this team and where they can get them. And I think over the last few weeks, it's been evident as well that that is a spot that you can get them despite Will Pensini and Wonga Blake. They've come up with some very big plays to stop tries. I still think you can isolate them down this edge. And if I was a Penrith Panthers with the, the left edge that they've got, I'd definitely be using it. They were very close to getting them a few times in finals week one. The other thing I'd be doing with this left edge if I was the Panthers, I spoke about it yesterday, I'd be starting to use Dylan Edwards down this edge a little bit, just make him pop up here and there. The Parramatta Eels, they've done a lot of tape on this edge. Very few... Very few times do the Penrith Panthers use Dylan Edwards down that edge in the strike zone. I'd be floating him in there occasionally just to create an extra body because it wouldn't be what Will Penasini and um, Wonga Blake have been studying over the last week or so on their tape. So it's going to be a big test for those guys. I think a lot of it will come down to the decision-making of Wonga Blake on Kikau. Did a pretty good job last time, but I still thought the Panthers did enough to catch him out. Kikau just didn't come up with the pass, and I'm sure he will remember that. We look back at the last few grand finals, 2020. Respectfully, to Kikau, he had an absolute shocker that game. He was all over the place. Dropped balls, missed tackles. He had an absolute shocker. Then I thought he came back last year in the 2021 grand final. Nathan Cleary, he was the man of the match, and I think he deserved it. But I'll tell you what, Kikau, he was second or third best on the field. Came up with some huge plays and defensively, some massive plays as well. So Kikau, I think he's going to be one of the keys uh, for the Parramatta Eels if they are going to win this grand final. They have to control his edge, and I think if you can control Kikau, you can control their edge. His hands, it's almost at the point now where his hands are so soft and he's so hard to read what he's going to do and what shape he's going to fall into that you'd almost rather him fucking run at you. There's a chance he might run over the top of you, but I think I would rather that um, than, than the other stuff he's been able to do this year and pull teams' pants down. Um, he's a freak kick out. He can beat you in so many ways, and that's what's so scary. He can run over you. He can throw a nice little soft pass. He can even kick. He's shown us a couple of times this year that he can drop one in behind. So he's the complete package on that edge. Viliami Kikau. All right, our last point for Coach's Clipboard. Um, and I don't know, maybe it should have been spoken about earlier, but wow, Api Curacao. Um, he has just been incredible. Actually, sorry, guys, I didn't actually read to you uh, what I said for Viliami Kikau. I'll just read it quickly now. How the Eels defend Kikau will go a long way to deciding the outcome of this one. Kikau is such a tough prospect because he can beat you in so many ways. I think it's at the point now where I'd rather him run than pass. His timing and soft hands are simply too good. The decision-making of Wonga Blake will be huge, and like Gutho last week, he needs to create the extra man late every time. And you look at the way, sorry, just on that as well with, with Wonga Blake, you look at the way that he defends, he will quite often shoot in on Viliami Kikau, which quite often we're like, why are wingers shooting? Why are they shooting? But you watch the way that Parramatta defend and Gutho, because he's always tracking uh, around the back, Wonga Blake knows that he's going to be there to create that extra man to take the winger. So it's almost like Wonga Blake isn't actually marking him. He knows Gutho will be there. But you watch the Penrith Panthers, they will do a lot of tape on this. They will try and get Clint Gutherson to marker or stuck around the middle or try and send him one way, then bring it the other because that's what Warren Blake does. He shoots in knowing that Gutho is going to be coming up behind him. Uh, so you just keep an eye on that in this grand final because I think it's a it's something that the Penrith Panthers will identify that they'll try and get Gutho out of position then try and catch him on that edge because Wonga Blake will shoot in. Um, so just something to keep an eye on there. But if Gutho puts his body in the right spot, I back Wonga Blake going in in on kick out, which I'm sure they will do in this game. All right, let's get to the last point. We just mentioned
mentioned it, Appy Curacao. I'll read it to you first so I don't forget again like a Muppet. You'd have to assume that Appy will come off the bench and Ivan will play Mitch Kenny for the opening 20-odd minutes again. Regardless of when Appy is on, though, he is the guy that is able to break this game open. He is one of the rare hookers that can win the ruck for his team, even if the pack isn't. Markers and the A defenders need to be a solid unit. It only takes one Appy scoot, kick, or pass to completely flip the momentum of this game. Now, it's key for the Parramatta Eels to keep the momentum going in their favour. The Penrith Panthers, if the momentum starts to fall their way, they will strangle you. They will put the hose in your mouth as you are drowning, and they will put you down. So, Appy Curacao, he's going to be key. I think he'll come on in about the 25th, 30th minute, probably probably 20th or 25th minute. I think the opening 20 minutes is going going to be a fucking war just quietly. It's going to be terrifying out there. So I'd be putting Mitch Kenny out there and I'd be saying to him, hey, let's see how many tackles you can make in the opening 20 minutes for us. Be solid. Do not let us down in the middle. Just catch and pass from dummy half. Just pick it up and deliver it. You don't have to do anything else. Just listen to your halves and listen, listen to Isaiah Yo. Keep it simple. And then once that real punch has gone out of the game in the first 20 minutes, I think you'll see Appy come on the field like he did last week and I think he'll really dominate. Uh, I'd be shocked if Appy doesn't start from the bench. I know a lot of people called for him last week, so he has to play 80 minutes. Personally, this is why I wanted him off the bench in State of Origin. I think you, you let someone else make those 30 tackles and you keep Appy fresh to come into this game, and I think you can really terrorise uh, that Parramatta middle. We said that you know th- there's a lot of hookers in rugby league, and you can quite often look at stats, and if the forward pack is winning the game, normally uh, you look down and you know the pack's got more run meters, but also the hooker has more run meters. Now, granted, uh, Appy Curacao is normally behind a pack that is winning, but even when they're not or when it's even, he's a guy that can break it open in just a couple of plays. We saw what he did last week, Parramatta, all the momentum. Kikau got one quick play the ball, and all of a sudden that game got turned on its head. Nappy goes, you know, 20, 30 metres to score that try there. It's what he's capable of doing. We've seen over the last few weeks when he comes on, he was able to do it with his feet as well, uh, putting in a, a couple of nice little kicks into the in goals. It's something that he's added to his game over the last year or so that's been very, very impressive. His ball playing around the ruck, I think he is the craftiest hooker and is what we spoke about once again around the state of origin period. He's by far and away the craftiest hooker, and I think he's the best running hooker in rugby league after Harry Grant. I think Harry Grant's got a better running game, but Appy, his ruck recognition, he might not be as quick as Harry Grant, but he picks his moments better, and he picks the moments that you'd least want him to run. So Appy, he is going to be huge for the Penrith Panthers in this grand final. I think he's. I think this will be his fourth grand final app. He's obviously won in 2014, won last year as well. There is a bit of history with Panthers hookers in grand finals playing well. The great Roycey Simmons and Luke Prittis in 03, coming home with Clive Churchill. So I've got him as a real smoky in this game. And if the Parramatta Eels are to stop Appy... They're markers. They need to win tackles. You need to win your tackles. You need to be set. You saw what happened last week when Kikau played that ball. Markers weren't set. It was all over. South Sydney, they lost all of their momentum in a heartbeat. So your markers, they need to slow the ruck. They need to win their tackles. And then your A defenders, they need to be communicating to your markers because they need to be on. Because if he cuts you up through the middle, it is game over there. Big test for Parramatta Eels and their middle defense. I'm sure it'll be a moment as soon as he walks on the field, the trainer 
will be getting a message out there from Brad Arthur that everyone needs to switch the fuck on in the middle and do not let this game go because Appy comes on the field and just starts to scheme around the ruck and starts to throw a bit of deception when everyone else is going to be absolutely exhausted from that first 20 minute stint. I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, a junior or a Regan taken from the field, whoever does the most work in the first 20 minutes, as soon as Appy comes on the field, I think they will start to put some subs on because I think he is literally just too dangerous to leave tired bodies out in the middle around him. They will target them and Appy. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. He will take advantage of them. So that's my part two of Coach's Clipboard for Brad Arthur. Kick to Brian Toto's corner, take him out of the attack coming out of their own end. Somehow work out a way how to stop Viliami Kikau. I think that Wonga Blake needs to make a decision to go in on Kikau and trust that Gutho will be looming up behind him like they do every week. And then Appy, you need to limit his impact, which means your markers, they need to win tackles. They need to be set. They need to be communicating. And your two A defenders, they need to be ready for the onslaught that Appy will bring them because he could break this game open in an instant. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 